Hey, Evan. How are you, bud? Pretty good. How are you, Brian? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Happy that we could finally do this. Yeah, I know. It's been a little while. <laughs> it's been a while in discussion. Definitely. Um, so, why don't you uh, you start us off? Yeah. Uh, with uh, who we are? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, what we're doing is starting a podcast here. Uh, I guess we're calling it EDH Wrecked. Uh, yeah, buddy. Drunk half the time here. Uh, and what we're going to do is uh, we're sort of pitching the idea of what is tentatively called Finite Commander, till we come up with a catchier name than that. Um, but trying to find the difference. Uh, not the difference. Ugh, I've already screwed up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the sort of the, the space between casual and competitive uh, commander. Um, and uh, the rule we have in our playgroup and sort of around town here is uh, no infinites. Uh, so what we're going to talk about <laughs> is playing commander without playing shitty, shitty infinite combos. Yeah, mostly because I think that we find, and I, I feel that most players who aren't down with the infinite find that all infinite is is just a race to your infinite. Yeah, it, it's and we find that when we pitch it to people, uh, you, you you get like five people who are great with it to every one who's like, this is stupid. But it's just, yeah, it's it's not like a skill to go infinite. It's just, uh, can I find two cards that combo out and then the game's over? And there's no talent or anything. There. Exactly. You watch people go infinite in like online or in even in person, and it's the same essentially half dozen cards that trigger the infinite. Yeah. You know, you're, did you get your Paradox Engine? Yeah. Uh, you you got your Isochron Scepter? Okay, yeah, you're good. ready to go, oh, buddy. I got Where's Dramatic your... Reversal. Oh, yeah. game's over. Good. Got Whatever. my Grim Monolith out. Looks like it's about time to start. Yeah. <clears throat> we did want to sort of clarify, infinite for us is any time you have infinite on board. So it doesn't mean, you know, take extra turns till you win. To us, that's yeah. infinite. That's... It's it's not the the official. I believe magic is where infinite is where you continue a loop that doesn't get stopped. Right, but we've had to clarify that uh, it can't get stopped by just sort of some restriction in the game because people are like, I have infinite mana and blue sun zenith, and I'm going to draw my whole deck. Is that infinite? And it's like, well, you have infinite mana, yes. And they're like, yeah, but what if I just had some way to draw my whole deck continuously? I stop at drawing my deck so that's not infinite right <laughs> and we have to say no because that's just splitting hairs at that point the the classic response that i always loved was the was that well i'm not going to take infinite turns i'm just right. going to take turns until i draw what i need to win <laughs> yeah exactly oh, okay fine yeah You're still drawing as many turns as you need i also argue that there's occasional times where you can uh, just like ping people for like one or a couple damage so uh it's not infinite i'm just because uh i am uh I can only go till your life total is zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can do it infinite times, but you only have 40 life, so clearly I'm going to do it 40 times. It, well, <laughs> so how's that infinite? What's the, the table's at what total? 118 life? I'm going to yeah. do 118 damage. That's not <clears throat> infinite, right? Of course not. Because it stops when the game's over. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. All infinite combo stuff. No. So we just have to basically say, look, so people don't argue and quote with stupid uh, sort of things just you can't go infinite and yeah. uh the game ends the moment you go infinite you don't have to do anything with it you can just make infinite mana uh the game's over uh just it's done it's just so you can't hold the board hostage and say i can make infinite am man, uh, <clears throat> man i wish i didn't have this cough uh i can make infinite mana uh and then uh do nothing but every time someone has to do something i have to make infinite mana in response and just the game falls apart there's no point in playing at that point so yeah. just game's over yeah I uh, I completely agree. I feel that the uh, the game's just a lot more fun and interactive when you don't have infinites. Like our decks are still competitive. Yeah. But we don't have that crux of 
<clears throat> you know, at one point someone just saying, and this happens and it's over. Right. Right. Whereas most of the time when you watch these CD, CDH or infinite decks go, or competitive as they like to call themselves, <laughs> I did use the quotes there, guys. Uh, they just they just race each other to their combo. Right. And they don't interact with each other in any way. They the only just... interaction is, is force will. Yeah. Counter spells. And... Can I destroy it at instant speed? But even then, why bother when you can just run cards that make you combo out faster? Who yeah, cares what the other person is doing? Most people go infinite by response. <laughs> like yeah. It's not like you're going infinite at sorcery speed most of the time. You're going infinite uh, at instant speed or yeah. mana speed. Like, you know, you're tapping mana, which is, you know, you can't really respond to that shit. <laughs> but <clears throat> it's, so this whole podcast is going to be dedicated to sort of a competitive style of commander where we want to keep you in the game and not a kitchen table, sort of see what I can do, pass my turn, see what you can do. And more of running the best cards and the most efficient cards of your commander. And fun. And fun. We're yeah. going to go for some fun cards, for sure. Uh, but we're going to talk about some grease. And the beauty about not running infinite combos is that it opens the game up to mid-range and late-game uh, interactions that you wouldn't find after turn, say, six or seven. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it, you, you're, we're looking at cards that you might play turn eight, nine, ten even. Like, things that you could build towards... And really have a good time with, and your play group might say, "Oh, that's fucking awesome that you did that. Good job, buddy." Like, yeah, it, it sort of opens it up to more creativity uh, instead of yeah. relying on the same stupid combos. Uh, sort of like even in our play group, you can pretty much turn any insane idea into a workable deck if you know what you're doing. Uh, but part of that is understanding the politics of the game because if you don't go infinite, you actually do have to beat three other players on their own terms you can't just combo out and just the game's over and you didn't actually do anything you do actually have to beat three other players their entire life total or, or win some other way yeah uh, which is a little challenging uh but uh adds that sort of said so it's it's still competitive it's still hard but it's still fun to do um yeah you gotta know what you're doing you're definitely talking to the people at the table there's a lot more interaction in this style uh this is all based upon one I feel I should say, too, like one set of tournaments that we kind of play in. Yeah. This idea sort of spawned from a store in our, our local area that runs a tournament that doesn't allow infinite. So this is where we came up with this idea of doing a cast to teach other people or show other people yeah. how this style can still and, work And this is advantage. where we, we run into people because it's always advertised as competitive commander. And then people show up and every once in a while someone's got some degenerate deck that just goes infinite. And then they complain <laughs> that we're not playing competitive commander. We're playing something else. Uh, but I always argue that's the store's fault for uh, saying it's competitive. I yeah. just think they should put quotes around it. Uh, but it's well established. Everyone knows like the rule's been in place for as long as I've been playing I, Commander. It's been, so it's 2016 not, was when I started yeah. Commander there, and it's been ever yeah. since then. So it's it's not news to anyone. It shouldn't be. Uh, but that's where I was talking about. Like, uh, you'll every once in a while get someone, but most people who show up then are like super fine with this idea and enjoy it a lot more uh, because uh, it... It lets you play your deck. Yeah, yeah. You know? You, you can have the other side of this, too, for, for especially for an environment where it's not the same play group over and over again. From a shop's perspective, it invites more people to play. Yeah. Because if you have someone show up with a mediocre deck, first time playing Commander, maybe, you know, used to only playing with their friends, and they come into the store with a $70 vampire deck that they slap together, yeah, it's still good enough to stay in the game. 
due to the politics of the game. Yeah. And you don't have Zer comboing out on turn three and winning the game and the kid being like, this, exactly. this magic thing sucks. You don't have a Brago deck just staxing the game completely out of control and then winning off of infinite right. steps. You just have them stax out and then not being able to do anything. The but... best part about Brago. Yeah, is the fact that in this format, Brago just doesn't win. <laughs> it just stalls the game. It everyone just, just curses about everyone it. Everyone just hates the mode of the game eventually because it turns out when you can't go infinite with decks like that, they just die. Yeah, but it's kind of a, our own meta. I gotta say, like you know, this is a but we what we wanted to do with this yeah. cast is just show you guys what you can do. Yeah, without. we should probably say that uh, the other thing with the store is uh, sort of the the point system we have is uh, the way we work it in these tournaments is if you win the table, you get three points. If you come second, you get two, uh, third and fourth get one. And then we play like four rounds. And the rule is if you go infinite, everyone's still in play at the infinite when it occurs. Cause you can't just hold it. As we said, as soon as it's in play, uh, it happens. Everyone who's still in the game gets two points. Yeah. So it doesn't stop you from going infinite. So still sometimes people do, but it sort of uh, discourages you from doing it because you could have gotten more points if you actually tried and tried to win. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what, and, and outside of this actual tournament, all we do is just bitch and moan and curse at people who uh, go infinite because, well, they should try a little harder. They, they should stop net decking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do want to mention that uh, I don't know if we mentioned. Did we mention the name of our podcast? We did, yeah. I did briefly, but I might yeah. have coughed through it. So we're, we're, we're calling the podcast EDH Wrecked uh, because mostly uh, up until today, our first podcast, shockingly, uh, we're going to be drinking. I'm drinking. Um, but not Evan's right now, but not. I forgot. <laughs> not not in the right mind frame. It seems because he forgot completely. Uh, it's uh, on the floor of my kitchen. Don't worry. It's the first time we'll be ready for the next one. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we have a couple parts to this podcast. Yeah. So we wanted to try to do that infinite. Uh, just talk about the rules we kind of have, um, and then. Uh, oh oh oh! The mentioning of the rules. The rules for the podcast, though. Sure, I don't so, know their rules. <laughs> there, there's going to be a couple okay. ground rules. So the sure. first ground rule is that if we talk about a commander or we talk about a deck, we won't be mentioning the 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 gimme staples. Right. So it's not like we're going to mention a commander. We're not going to say, you know what's good in a you know what's good in a Traxa? Soul Ring because Soul Ring is pretty much good in every deck it goes in. Sure. We're not going to talk about it's not, but well, of course, <laughs> but. Why do you gotta be that guy? Yeah, <laughs> do you know? Have you heard of proliferate for Atraxa? It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. good I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're not gonna talk about things like that. It's not like for every blue deck we bring up, we're gonna say you should put in Cyclonic Rift because if you don't put in Cyclonic Rift, then I also have a deck that doesn't have that. So. Well, then go and get one. Why? There are other decks. <laughs> Too lazy to move them. Okay. 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 But we're not going to bring those cards up because those cards yeah. aren't. We should assume that you should look for them. We're going to try to talk about sort of um, more unique things or sort of broaden the horizons from just net decking to sort of some more interesting sort of plays and cards and things that work that just uh, maybe the power level's a little bit lower, but they'll still do the thing you need them to do. So you don't have to play Force of Will in every deck either. Yeah. Uh, just because it's the best counter spell, you can get away with other things. So um, we're going to try to just broaden the horizons of Commander here. Yeah, we're going to try to show you other options that you can throw in. Maybe they're cheaper options, maybe they're more expensive, but just other things that you can throw in to sort of make your opponents go, huh, that's right. a cool card. Yeah, because that's, um, that's one thing I liked about Commander was I always find the best card in your deck is the one that no one else has heard of, but it works perfectly in your deck. 
when everyone at the table has to pass around the card to read it, yeah. that's that's when you've hit a gold mine. Yeah, but they, they also recognize, like, oh, that's pretty good, and not just, like, you just threw in, like, a piece of crap that yeah, no one's yeah. ever heard of. But exactly. But they're like, wow, that's, I've never seen that card, and it's, that's actually a good idea. Helm of Chatuck, hand me that card. Don't actually know that card off the top of my head. I, I believe it's one in Tappet, uh, target creature gains banding. Oh, well, no, yeah, okay. You For the record, guys. I am a giant fan of banding in Commander. Uh, it saved my life more times than it hasn't. Yeah. Let me tell you that. Uh, phasing's mine. Phasing is Evan. So we have our two weaknesses. Nothing but fun when you have phasing because the rules don't work. And uh, That's the beauty of those Half cards. the players are like, man, I haven't even seen phasing. I think it happened before I was born. Well, phasing... At least, in, unlike banding, phasing had Teferi's protection. Yeah, they had to bring it back. So, so banding's got a shot here. Banding's it's coming back. <laughs> banding's on the list. It's it's gonna it's gonna return at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll one of the excited. things we're gonna do tonight is we're going to uh, we're gonna we have a couple of things we're gonna do back and forth to each other to sort of just open open it up. Um, but one of the things we're gonna do is we're just gonna click on a random commander off EDH rack. Uh, they have a little random symbol. And we're just going to talk about that commander. So I guess we should just probably open with that, I think. It's just sort sure. Of, so sort hit of that button. And hit the randomizer. The first one, then I'll Boom. randomize the second one. And you've got, uh, we've got a rating system. So if you'd like to, before, oh. you, before you say, which I'd have to read that one. Uh, what's the rating <laughs> system we're using? Uh, so we have, we, there was three ways that we were going to rate them. And I believe it was Do you have them written down? Because I do. Uh, uh, there was politics. It's true. Uh, there was... Uh, Aggro, I believe. No. Oh, fuck. But there was the other one. The hate. The hate, yeah. The and hate. fun. The fun. And so on a one to three scale, we're going to sort of rank, like, basically, how fun would they be to play against, I think is more what we're looking yes. at. Uh, or how, how fun would they be to build as to well. To build, like, yeah, because some are just like, well, they, they, they build the same way. There's yeah. no way to make it different. Politics would be sort of how much do they interact with other players and would other people sort of interact with. And hate is just how much uh, will everyone hate you for playing this character. Yeah, how much will people kill you before you can even get him out? Yeah, or I've had a few decks that I've basically taken apart simply because I get tired of uh, dying by, by turn five like, everyone's blown up everything i have so i never get to do anything i just uh, built no fun at all that gets hated out immediately i just built grand arbiter well yeah because yeah. eventually it's just stacked the best part about grand arbiter is that it doesn't win it's just everyone hates it <laughs> it's one of our challenges is going to make an azorius deck that wins that isn't the stack like stacks yeah. and just slow one that doesn't slow down the game i want azorius like, aggro that's what i'm uh, yeah, yeah we'll find a way to do that yeah, because uh, it's not Azorius that. combo, and the new uh, who's the the renegade? I always forget her name. Lavinia. Lavinia. Yeah, yeah. she's terrible. She's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just just terrible to play in Gaddic Teague level. Yeah, and, uh, and <clears throat> I guess there's like the one that makes the angel token. He's not bad. Mm. Oh, uh, this Geist. Geist yeah. is actually aggro though. Yeah, you can actually play so that. Maybe one aggro. We'll have to. We'll make uh, Arbiter aggro somehow. We'll we'll do that. <laughs> um, All right. So what's your random commander? So the for random us? commander is Derek as the igniter. Uh, what does it do? Because I so, can't see it from here. It is a uh, three black, red, green flying. When Derigaz the Igniter uh, deals combat damage to a player, you may pay two and a red. If you do choose a color, that player reveals his or her hand, and Derigaz deals X damage to him or her, where X is the number of cards revealed of that color. Okay. So don't know if that's any good. It doesn't do much of anything in Commander. <laughs> I got some mono deck. It maybe. If you're talking politics, uh, let's just we'll just start with politics. I guess. Sure. So if you're talking politically, Derigaz is a six-six for six with flying, yeah, which makes it fine. 
Yeah. You know, it's not Sir above Dex curve. Will, it's not... No, it's not... certain decks will struggle with a flyer. Yep, so definitely. They'll um, come at you, but otherwise... That's a four-hit commander, unfortunately. He's not at the magic seven. No. Um, but he's in red, green, and black, so you can buff him if you need to. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, you get ramp. You're in green. Yep. So you're going to probably face a bit of an uphill battle, I think, politically. Well, everyone's going to assume that you're just going to play, like, Voltron. Yeah. Uh, Which is probably how you should. I mean... There's way better commanders for it, but if you wanted to for some reason, uh, they'll expect you to do Voltron, so you might uh, you might last longer if they realize you're not doing that. The best thing about this commander, I think, is that he's in this... I believe he's the same colors as Prosh. <laughs> yeah, who I... I mean, yeah, but Prosh, like, everyone's going to hate you out turn four because they he just one-shots you. He does, yeah. So at least if you just switched your Prosh deck with this commander, you'd live a little longer. So the cool thing about this commander, though, that I didn't... Just reading it now, just one of the interesting parts is that it's... it's If you do, so when it hits a player, deals combat damage to a player, yeah. pay two and a red, choose a color, that player reveals their hand. Yeah, so... so the board. Oh, that's a good point. So there's a little bit of a bonus there for if you... Actually, the politics thing gets there different, because if you find whoever probably has the worst deck and show everyone the degenerate cards in their hand yeah you might actually sway the tides towards killing that person. exactly exactly so and that might be the way you have to play it as just to to show everyone it and i think in i mean we've you know anyone who's played commander in any kind of format or at magic i should say uh knows that you know you get into green there's gonna be some ramping chances are even if you kill this if i hit a decent hand to start i'm gonna get him back out yeah. pretty much immediately yes you know you're you're casting him on turn four, probably turn five on a good pull. Yeah, you know, and you're 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 able to cast him again on turn six. Yeah, yeah. So the incentive to kill him, I feel, is a little lower than would be normal. And being a six yeah. hit commander, you could take a chunk from him and still be okay for two or three. Yeah, turns. I don't think people are going to be like saving their path exiles for him. No, no, it's going to be definitely a worse target. The the, the so, best part is is that there's other cards in your deck that probably the path will deal with. Like you know, yeah, you're, you're running scourge, you're running black yeah. hate, you're running you know, right? Like how many times can you? I mean, you could. There, there's different approaches you could go because you could. I don't know if those colors allow you to play things out of people's hands, but if you could see their hand and then play something out of it um i guess you play like thought sees if you wanted to um you could do that you could get multiple combat steps if someone was playing a mono color so you could hit them more often and actually kill them with that um there there's a couple things you do my first thought on the reveal and show it is uh you'd probably go for the blue player who has 12 cards in hand uh and just hit them endlessly because they'll die pretty quickly because they'll probably have lots of cards in hand. One of the fun things you could do with Daragaz here, uh, I just had to look up the card to make sure I had the name right, uh, <laughs> Jester's Mask. Always a good card. Always a good card. Forgotten about in Magic. Yeah, I know. I but think everyone should play it. Jester's Mask. a couple is people in... we play against who it would just utterly destroy. Just, just, and you, when you hear it, you'll know that you also have a few people who it would utterly destroy <laughs> as well. So Jester's Mask, if you don't know what it is, is an Ice Age artifact. Comes into play tap for five. Uh, tap one and tap it. Sacrifice Jester's Mask to look through target opponent's hand and library. Give that opponent a new hand of as many cards as he or she had before. Reshuffle the remaining cards afterwards. So that's the original text. The new text is they actually put their hand into the library and then you give sure. them a new hand of whatever you want. And you usually give them lands if you're just you being You normally give them lands. In this case, though, you could certainly, if a blue player or any color was running yeah. some kind of draw and they had seven, eight, nine cards in hand, you could just 
pop the Jester's Mask, go get nine colored cards. Yeah. Or all sorcery speed. Yeah. And then give it to them and then hit them for an additional yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's not commander damage, but you know, 13 damage in one turn is still a hefty that, hit. That is pretty good. So so there are ways You to could do run it. this with draw effects. You could Howling yeah, Mind. Yeah, I was thinking could, Howling Mind and yep. Front of Mythos would help so you'd have more cards in hand to hit. Yep. You uh, can uh, run it also with uh, Dosan. Dosan can be in your deck, so... You're going to have to help me on that one. I don't remember. Dosan is a 2-2 general. He's a legendary creature where players can't play spells on other players' turns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so if you have Dosan, you just pop the Jester's Mask with no fear of response. Sure. And then fill their hand with all the garbage. <laughs> and then just hit them for the 13, worst, 14. The worst cards you could find. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like, uh, you want this uh, all this trash? It doesn't matter. You can give them whatever you want. I mean, yeah. You, know, you get to go through the deck. But if they're playing, uh, like, it would be fun if you're if someone was playing multiple colors and you just gave them whatever one they have the worst sort of land base for. Yeah, yeah. How, much, like, how many black do you have? How many blue? You have one black? All right, here's a eight cards for your hand that are all black. And uh, uh, Good luck with this. Second main stone rain, you're blue. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Yeah. Your turn. Your turn. Yeah. He's in all three colors of land destruction too. Sure. If yeah. if you wanted to go that route. Uh, so let's get to this. Uh, do you want to rate them before I get to mine? So, sure. Uh, sure. On in terms of one to three for fun. Uh, fun. I feel with this guy, you're probably in the two range. I think. Yeah. I feel like uh, either you've you can't maximize the fun, but uh, the only reason you'd play him is to have a bit of fun. Yes. You're not. So. You're not building. This isn't the general you start commander with. No, because you'll build it completely wrong. You'll you won't play commander again. <laughs> but but if you have some experience with it, maybe experience should be one of our levels for the next time too. Maybe, but yeah. but uh, if you have some experience with the commander, I feel Daragaz the Igniter could be a really fun one to sort of jump into and kind of just fool me- around. Yeah, mess around with people. It's a dragon as well, so I mean you could just run big dragons. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, fair. you know, John's got a few of those. Yeah, it's not John. It's Gritz. It's no, that's John. That's John. Okay. See, I, it's so small from here. Greg, is your screen so far away from me. Uh, <laughs> politics. Politically speaking, I'm gonna put it at one and a half. Yeah. I don't feel that there's a lot of politics here. There's the politics of revealing someone's hand. Yeah, that's about it. But that's about where you got black, red, and green. Isn't the especially black and red are not the most political colors, except for threats. Yeah. You know, you can threaten players. Green's got a little bit more politics involved, but. You know, black and red, Rakdos is essentially a threat. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to do this, so don't do this kind yeah, of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And hate. How much hate will you draw with this commander? The commander itself probably will draw very late. And if you built the deck as strangely as we've pitched, would you still get hate? Not until Jester's Mask hit play. And then the yeah. player who has the most cards in hand would hate you. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if they'd hate you out the next game because they'd assume you just wouldn't find Jester's Mask. But maybe yeah. if you did enough, they'd start. But I think like a one, like you, you'd be fine. You could do whatever you wanted because people will let you have some fun. I feel that the only way you're getting hated out is if people just don't like seeing a big general hit play. Right, yeah. Like That's that's the only... It's yeah, a 6-6 six, six no six. way of dealing with a flyer. Yeah, if you're playing some white deck that didn't put angels in their deck for some yeah. reason. You know, like... <laughs> But yeah, that's about it. That's yeah. I feel that this general could you could get away with making some mistakes with this guy. You could get away with just having some fun with this deck. You know, yeah. building something stupid tribal. Yeah, you know, you can. This is a general that you could just have fun with. But I wouldn't expect to dominate the board. No, not with at all. This guy. No, no. I don't think you'd be the worst deck if you do it right. But you'd be far from the best. But. Well, I mean, you're in green. So you're not the worst deck already. <laughs> yes. Green and commander is a legitimate. Yeah. Good play. <laughs> All right, let's see what I get. Yeah. Hit that randomizer. <laughs> yeah, the phone's being slow here. 
Still don't have it. Oh, you're going to do yours? Oh, I was going to do it. Well, it never yours... came up on my phone. Okay, well, mine still has it, so doesn't. here we go. Oh, you got a real general. Oh, this is a... You got a real general. See, I can't. you're going to have to move this screen close for me because I can't see from here. Rafik of the Rafik Many. Rafik of the Many, which is exalted, so when it attacks alone, it gets plus one, plus one. Whenever any creature attacks alone. Whenever, right, because it gives it everything. And whenever a creature you control attacks alone, it gains double strike until end of turn. So essentially, it is uh, green, white, blue, and one to play. It is a 3-3 three, three, and... And essentially, when it attacks, it is a 4-4 double strike because uh, usually you just play Voltron with this one. Yeah, this uh, guy kind of is a... is a it, It's a shitty randomizer for our first podcast, yeah. but... What? That's the way it is. There's probably no way to do this and not have it be a straight aggro uh, deck because, like, you could drop a different creature, but, like, everything's just combat oriented and double strike is going to be a threat so and uh, i want to just... turn on you pretty quickly here. yeah and we're we're looking at bant i mean at yeah. the end of the day out of the three colors you know if you have any three color combination bant is the most dangerous well it's because it just has the most it has ramp and it has responses it so has all the answers everyone's going to assume you've got a way to protect it and they're yeah. going to stop you uh, so if anyone can think of a creative way to play this commander, uh, I'd like to hear it, but basically <laughs> yeah. you just play like pump Rafik as big as possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. play responses to stop, uh, so counter spells, uh, exiling other creatures, yeah. whatever you got so that you can get him through and you're just going to 21. That's, that's your goal. It's not hard when he's a four, four double strike. Cause if they don't have a blocker. It's already eight damage the yeah. first time. Yeah. Uh, you put swords on it or something, and you're getting through. Uh, fun thing I learned with swords and double strike is you get the trigger twice. You do, because uh, it deals the combat damage twice. Yeah, so you get those triggers twice, and once everyone realizes that, uh, they will hate you even more, uh, because they're rough at times. The, the thing about this guy is that if you look at his, you know, if you did, you play a Rafik of the Many, Someone at the table is going to call you a net decker, possibly. You right. are. Because, because there's no other way to play Even him. if you didn't net deck it, there's there's, <laughs> there's very few good options yeah. that aren't just legitimately worse. Like, strictly worse. So, you can play this card, or you can just play this card, which is, you know, better. Yeah, but it's it's basically just, like, play the best equipment you can afford. Play the best auras you can afford. Play the play best the responses you can afford. Yeah. And play the best ramp you can afford. And if you don't have... Uh, explosive veggies just because while you have kadama's reach and cultivate like it doesn't <laughs> yeah, it yeah, doesn't make it doesn't, any difference it doesn't matter which uh, you know which which ramp you play which removal you play staple would be soul ring <laughs> <laughs> and, and rift also cyclonic rift yeah, yeah they'd staple. both be good staples i'm sure if we looked at every deck online they'd have both those a card you should probably put in here is smothering tides as well no one runs that yeah really. i know it's a unknown card no one plays that i don't know if you guys uh, know what smothering tides did but it's a piece of shit, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But even when you go down the list on online, it's like, you know, and that's well, one of my favorite cards ever. Sure, Finest Hour. Finest Hour, guys. Just, sure. Mm-hmm. I like all these cards on EDH Rec here that add Exalted <laughs> to your commander that already has Exalted. Exalted. Every trigger, that, obviously Sublime Archangel. Sure, if you're playing other right creatures, but it's weird that there's so many like, oh, well, I'm just going to play lots of creatures. <clears throat> like, I just assume... You wouldn't bother because you're just going to try to keep your commander out as long as possible. But all so the creatures the have additional them? effects, right? So you would run a bunch of other creatures. Oh, just because they get them as well? You would, yeah, yeah. And right, you would also stacks. run like things like you would run the Kasali Pride Mage and then you can use it to get rid of an enchantment or artifact. Yeah. You would run I get that. Acidic Slime. It's never going to swing. Right. <laughs> but it blows up. Like all of your other creatures are not the attacker. 
Yeah. I mean, you're just going to dark steel plate with Sigarda's aid and make yeah, this guy no go to town, go. right? Yeah, exactly. So, in terms of our rating system... Uh, politically? Uh, oh, politically, uh, you've got none because you're just going to straight hate everyone. You're a one. Again. You're as low as it can be. You're a be. one. Uh, in terms of hate, you're probably at like a three you're because of top. your colors and the fact that you're going to come out swinging really early. Yeah. Uh, everyone is going to turn all their attention on you yeah. uh, and try to knock you out. And in terms of fun, uh, I don't find these decks fun because th- <laughs> there's just no creativity if you get fun out of beating someone out of the game when they've got four lands uh then sure uh you can have fun but it to me it would get repetitive uh it would just be the same game every time these decks are about as fun as going down to the common house and watching a bunch of politicians talk that's about (laughs) like you're not having any fun with them unless your fun is just playing staples and just doing the exact same thing over and over again people like annoyed at you every turn you're going to do the same thing you did the turn You're going to swing. Yeah. And you're just going to hope he's yeah. a little bigger this time you swing. And, and you're going to build responses in your hand. And that's and it. That's it. That's your whole deck. There's no interaction apart from... Uh, what did you... Response? Counter. Yeah. What's that card? Do I have to counter it? Yes, I do. Okay. okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. that, was, that, was, uh, that was the politics. I'm going to... Wrath of God? Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, I have a Dark Seal plate on my general load. So yeah, it's right. okay. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about yeah. it. And that's the whole thing. Is this this guy right here is about as cookie cutter as you can get for Commander, I feel. This would be in our play group. Uh, everyone would turn against him, and then we'd all bitch and moan and complain. Uh, when and hope And hope, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then hope that they'd ever come back, <laughs> and everyone would then be like, okay, we're all in agreement. If they play this deck, like just, just get rid of them, because look what happens. Yeah. They're just going to... This is one of those generals, though, that falls into the same vein of, like, uh, you know, sort of the the, the Riku, Nekusar, uh, Elishnorn kind of vein where you, you get stuck with so many options that you funnel into the best options anyway. Like, it's right, tough to, yeah. it's tough to, you build your staples or you put in the cards that you need to have in there and all of a sudden you're at 85 cards. Yeah. You know? And you have to cut 27 of these like to get your land base in. Like, you're you're already, after you put in everything you have to have in the deck, you're already above what you need to have in the deck. Like, right. it's, yeah, it's a general so that options, but... builds itself. There's so many yeah. options, but there's none. Yeah. Because it needs to go a certain way for yeah. him to actually function. And that's and the worst part. And everyone's going to treat you like you've got the most optimized deck. They're going to assume you've got but all you these will. cards we've mentioned. You most likely will because... So you'll get hated out even if you don't have any of them. Because yeah. they'll all just assume... Then they're right. Yeah. Is no one's going to build Rafik of the many wide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like not going to... Rafik tokens? Yeah. His yeah. exalted ability is super good for my hey guys, token deck. I'm running Sapperling Rafik. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're not. You're no. running Rafik <laughs> with a bunch of weapons. Like, whether you have the Sword of Feast of Famine or the Sword of Vengeance doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's the same difference at the end yeah. of the day. He's still going to do the same thing and, and he's still going to get the job done. Yeah. Or not. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Your play group. I don't yeah. know you people. <laughs> exactly. All right, we've got another game here that's uh, we're going to talk about other commanders. Yeah. Uh, so our second game to play here is uh, uh, we're going to play Mary Fuck Kill. Uh, excuse the language game. there. Favorite. They don't uh, stop that. Yeah, Liberals. No, who cares? Uh, I always laugh when the podcast is like, oh, for the children? It's like, what children are listening to like your magic podcast in your car? Like, Yeah, so if you're terrible. a kid and you're listening to this podcast, uh, I'm sorry, but... I'm sorry. 
So anyway. Uh, so so the rules are going to be is basically uh, what uh, we've each prepared. So I've got three commanders Brian doesn't know about, and Brian's going to have three for me. And essentially the idea is going to be like if you had to sit down, it uh, doesn't matter what deck you're playing, uh, how would you sort of interact with them? So what we've got is sort of so the Mary fuck uh, kill. Uh, so Mary would be like the one that uh, you'll sort of mess around with, but uh, um, sorry, I've got them wrong. It's the, basically the one that you'll you'll be pals with and you'll ignore, and you're basically trying to make them come second because you really really don't care. You'll kind of buddy up with them. Uh, fuck would be the ones that uh, you sort of have some fun with, but ultimately your goal is to sort of screw them over, and you'll you'll deal with them eventually, uh, but you keep them around for a little bit. You'll sort of fuck with them, uh, but not straight just destroy them. And hate would be the deck that you are going to try to eliminate as fast as possible. Uh, kill. Yeah. Deck. Hate. Oh, sorry. Yeah. See, I have a typo. I realized when I was talking. So kill. I wrote the word hate here on my page. Uh, so would you like to go first? Or should I, uh, I'll go first. You go first because you right. want first. Another. Yeah, so pitch them to me. I don't know what your three are. That is the other key, is that we do not know what the three decks are that we've chosen. So We're trying to make it difficult for the other person. We're not setting a deck archetype either. It's just the general, correct? Yes, I think uh, we could specify if we felt like, but just at the moment, the general, you can assume it's probably the most common archetype. Yeah, cool. So my three generals Sweet, okay, let's hear them. Brago. Perfect. The uh, Zorius we complained about. Good. OG Krenko. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mob Boss and Porphyros. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. So you went, went, there's three that you would normally just hate out of the gate. That is correct. So if you had to to marry, fuck, kill, Brago, Cranko Mob Boss, and Porphyros, what are they? Well, uh, let's assume I'm not playing. As we'll de- assume for this. I'm not two. playing as degenerate deck. No, you're not. You're playing a moderately. Well, you can play whatever deck one you want. Of, one of the ones but I. But it, it, in a general state, uh, these are the top decks of their like you know. Right. So I would probably let me think. Take your time. This episode has been this brought to you be- by <laughs> rum. <laughs> How was that rum you poured badly? Uh, it still tastes like uh, rum. Yeah, rum with bubbles still. Yeah, well, it's mostly just <laughs> just rum now. Uh, yeah. So um, my first thought would be you normally Cranko would be the biggest threat, but the way I'd play is that Cranko will probably take out uh, go for Azorius or Perforos first. They're gonna aggro out first. They're gonna be the quickest deck. Um, so if you can make yourself not the threat, then you don't actually have to worry about them right away. So my mine would probably be. Brago, because Brago is going to eventually just stacks you out of the game. So I'd probably my kill would be Brago. They'd be the one I'd most concerned about because they will be the one that stops me from playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <sighs> Perforos is probably the slowest. <sighs> See, it's tough between these two because if you let Cranko and you sort of join Cranko in the killing of probably Brago because Mono Red is going to take out Blue as fast as they can. You've got to deal with goblins and. Perforos. It's a weird game where you almost have to you have to like play badly so no one turns their attention to it. <laughs> uh, because so that's gonna be so I'd, I'd hate out. Brago what we should first. do from here on out is we should also lay out which general you're playing. Possibly that would uh, be fun. Yeah, you're on this. Here's the three at the table. Uh, maybe Deal yeah, with just it. sort of just like if I just sat down, I I really didn't know here. Um, Think so about it from the perspective here? you're so playing your favorite fuck, general. So I'd probably. Worst of it, so I'd, I think I'd marry Cranko. I would try to make them my bud because they'd be the most aggro and they would have the same problems against Brago and Perforos as I would have. 
And then I'd fuck with Perforos to just try to stop them, uh, try to knock Perforos from ever really hitting the board or whatever their token generation stopping that, and take out Brago, I think would be my strategy. But really? I really have to make best friends with Cranko. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I deal with Cranko after uh, after I just let it like run wild for <laughs> to take out two players with me. So this is um, where could I be feel my that goal. Where I where I feel that if we had the general, this because everything depends upon who you were playing. Yeah, like if I was so, playing blue and I drew a cyclonic rift because well, I'm you that would, person, I wouldn't really care about Cranko anymore. Yeah, I and know that's I can deal with them with the time. If you're counts. running blue and you have the tutors, then you just wait. But I yeah. think you actually went about that wrong. What's your On page? the twist of Porphyros and Brago. I would fuck Brago. Yeah. I'd kill Porphyros. On the reasoning that Porphyros will just straight kill you on one turn. Sure, and I might be basing it on the most of the Porphyros decks I've seen recently have been pretty poorly put together. So you've got quite a few turns. Well, and also... I'm not about to just drop, like, f- the Firecat one for, like, no. 20 and just kill you. Most Porphyros decks also get killed immediately because they're killed True. out. Yes. Cranko, uh, I definitely would marry Cranko. Yeah. You, you just become friends with the Cranko player. You sell them on killing everyone else, yeah. like you said. And depending on your general, especially, you can just wait it out. Like, if you're running something like Nekazar, you're probably going to die to Cranko because Cranko has no way to deal with that. Right. And he'll just kill you first because <laughs> Cranko players are stupid. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people who play Mono Goblin that aren't Zeta. Yeah, that's your special All right, one. That is my special one. But also, it requires a little bit more finesse, I find. Yes. Cranko, you're just like, grog, goblin, 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 yeah, goblin. how many goblins can I get? Yeah. And it, those guys don't need to worry about, nor do they look at the nuances of the board. Yeah. Regardless of what you do on your turn. They're gonna to try to make goblins. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, they yeah. don't care what what you've done. They're gonna to try to just make goblins. Yeah. And Porphyro sort of I feel falls in the same vein, but on top of that, it's they to kill you them. as they make goblins. Yeah, the thing with Porphyros is it can kill everyone really easily. Yeah. Uh, so I think Brago at that table, no matter who you're playing, unless you're mono blue, Brago's gonna spend most of their responses dealing with Porphyros anyway. That's true. Actually, that's, that's a good point. So you hate out, you screw around with Brago. Right. Not enough to fuck them, but you blow up their artifacts, you get rid yeah. of their swords, you get rid of their yeah. their, their stasis, but you let them go, because they're sure. going to blow out Porphyros. Yeah. Cranko, you marry, and then two of you kill Brago, and then hopefully you have enough to deal with Cranko. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's that's how I would go. That's a good point. That's yeah. All right. All right. Sense. All right. Yeah, I got three for you. I like it. So you've got... Uh, Teferi, Mage of Zalfer, you know, the Flash... Uh, the, uh, yep, 3-4. Uh, yeah. You have source. Other people have sorcery. You know, yep. lots of fun. Maldrotha, the Gravetide. And Rookthar, the Unbowled. Unbowed. Unbowed? I, I think he has bowels, I think. Oh, it is bowed. Yeah, yeah, he's unbowled. <laughs> I thought he was like an emboweler. He just doesn't have bowels. Uh, I thought it was more like the active disemboweling. He pukes his shit up. He doesn't just yeah, dump yeah. it out. Uh, Alright, so you got uh, so, mono, mono blue, obvious uh, sort of just shit. Uh, Maldrotha, where, you know, everything recurs. And Rookthar uh, usually beats and stops you from playing non-creatures. So I'd marry Teferi. Yeah, that's a bold choice. Like, I, would, I would marry Teferi solely because I don't... Apart from combo, blue's not going to be you on killing. Unless they're playing like a straight clone deck where they're. Oh, just... I assume they're going to play Knowledge Pool eventually. Yeah, well, that then you're fucked no matter what <laughs> you do. But um, if you're running that to Fairy General, there's very little that they're going to do apart from 
fuck with other people and wait to drop the general at the end of your turn. Like, if yeah. you're, you know, next in line, yeah. you know. It is a five drop. you got a little bit of time before it shows up. And it's mono blue, so you want to kind of make buddies with them so that they let you do what they want, what you want to do. Sure. Yep. You know? As long as you're not dropping a huge threat or showing a huge threat. Yep. Or they don't see the huge threat. Yep. Then I think you, you marry blue. Uh, you you kill Muldrosa. Yep. Solely because Muldrosa is too dangerous to leave alive. Yeah. In a non-infinite setting. If Muldrosa gets 9, 10 turns, Muldrosa is at the point where it doesn't matter what you do to their board, barring exile, yeah. it just comes back. And if they drop something stupid like Xur's Weirding or something like that, you're just fucked anyway, so who cares? Yeah, Muldrosa is, the longer it's on the board, the worse it is. Yeah. And then, the longer the game goes. And then I would fuck, I would fuck Rurkthar. You just, that's, uh... I would just essentially... hate out? I would just essentially... Because now you're going to fuck uh, Blue. You're going to fuck around with them, but... No, I'd marry Blue. Oh, sorry, yeah. I, yeah. I was not even paying attention. Uh, marry Blue... I'd uh, kill Muldrotha. Kill Muldrotha. And then I'd fuck around with Rokthar. All I'd do okay. is just keep Rokthar off the board. And then most of the time, Rokthar doesn't do anything <laughs> if you keep him off the board. Yeah. Everyone banks on Rokthar being there. Yeah. And they're running the minimum amount of instant sorceries and enchantments. So they're just yeah. they're just banking on creatures. But if you kill Rokthar, they have nothing left to respond with. That's fair. It's not like you're running 30, 30 instants of sorceries with, Muld- with uh, Rokthar. Yeah. You're running... You're running like six. My thought when I put these three together for you, uh, somewhat randomly, was uh, that uh, Teferi's big problem would be Rookthar. The moment Rookthar stayed on the board, Mono Blue's problem would be they don't want to take six damage every time they play a card, because it's probably what their deck is. I feel that Rookthar would never hit the board with a properly built blue deck. Like no, if you probably built, not. If you built all the decks equally, if the same guy built all three decks, yeah. and then you just distributed them randomly, yeah. which is my assumption for this, it's like <laughs> yeah. everyone's got the same level. Of play, yeah. Uh, the blue player will never lo- allow Rook there to get control anyway, so you don't have to worry about him. Yeah, you marry blue. Yeah, I had that thought when you I was fuck a little this. around with that, but you have to kill Muldrotha because blue needs, uh, he needs Rook there not to come out. Yes, like Teferi so needs too busy it paying attention to Rook not there. to happen. Uh, Muldrotha will get run of the board at that point. Yeah, and I mean this is the, also the point where politics comes into play and positioning. If if Rook there is the next player, the player before. Teferi. Oh right, you just save all your counter spells for the next player. That's how you. Play that's how you play blue, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how people we know. That's, play how, that's, how, that's how people play blue. But if Rook there is the player before Teferi, sorry. Yeah. That's a lot more dangerous than the player after Teferi. Right. Right. Like if Rook there gets to do his thing before the blue player gets his land drop and stays on curve, right. blue has to focus on Rook there a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Than if he's the next player. Especially sure, if you're running to because it's going to block all of his spells the next turn. Exactly. Now, like I did what I want, and now I have a turn. I believe Rookthar is the same cost. Are As they both Teferi? five? Uh, Rookthar is six. Okay. So he's one more than. He's Teferi. one more, but he's in green, so he's going to ramp possibly, most yeah. likely. Yeah, usually you get him up. You can assume there. they'll have at least one ramp. Like you know, if you're running green Rookthar, you're running all the elves, you're running all the yeah, the yeah. mana dorks, and you're just getting him out. So if he hits play before Teferi hits play. Yeah. Now blue is in a is in a world of hurt. Yeah. So they need to deal with Rook yeah. there. Yeah. If they're the next player in line, so if Teferi goes before Rook there, they have a little more really leeway. Sure. Makes sense. But I think at the end of the day you would you would definitely just marry blue. You just, Which is a strange strange concept, but Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but both of our generals, we marry a mono deck. Because we don't want to deal with the multicolor. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Or the combo. So yeah, Porphyros yeah. is a combo, Muldros is combo, yeah. multicolor. Yeah, you got to watch out for those because they're the late game 
sort of spoilers. Yeah, and Brago is the the lockdown. Like in your response, Brago yeah. is the lockdown sort of. You I know. just stopped playing. So yes, I, I might be able to deal with Perforos if I can do stuff, but Brago's just going to not let me do stuff. Yeah, but I think Perforos just kills you faster than yeah. Brago ever will. Yeah, I if mean, it's built properly. Yes, exactly. And assuming yes. everyone has the same level of play. <laughs> yeah, this is the assumption. We're not playing against idiots. Or, you know, wow. libtards. Uh, we're playing... <laughs> Drop that one, huh? <laughs> Brian just does this to get under my skin. I do. I do just do uh, this type of stuff. But it's fine. It's yeah, okay. That's yeah. what we do. But uh, but I think that that's, uh, I think that that's where the play would go, is, is is you would marry Blue, oddly enough, and then you would deal with Muldrotha, and then let Rukhtar just die to Mono Blue. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's my reasoning. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, yeah. it's pretty much fine. Yeah. Yeah, so that's. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up there. I uh, feel like that's all we have. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're at the end of our. Oh wait, wait, no, that's not all we have. We uh, we have another part, which is the 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 commander build the shitty. Yeah, but I think we're gonna have to save that for the next one because I didn't prepare for it because well, I thought we had enough. I think we should just. We can pitch it for the next one. But yeah, I think we'll, I think we we'll have to at least one. pitch it. So, right. so do you want me to pitch it? Yeah, you sure. So what I I had proposed is a sort of to do some some games everyone where we just sort of uh make life a little harder or sort of get our thoughts on how to play commander and one was uh to essentially i think i was calling it build this commander wrong uh yes. where brian and i would each uh come up with one that we'd pitch the other person and say for the next podcast you have to present how you would play this commander but you got to do it wrong like you're going to build rune as a group hug deck yeah uh and you're going to come back with your ideas so it's going to be way against archetype um, that's where we'll come up with the Azorius uh, Agro somehow yep. that isn't yep. uh, Grath or Saint whatever its name is. Or Sphinxes. Uh, sure. Uh, but just to show sort of that you can get a little creative with Commander. But as I said, uh, we figured we had enough for this one as an intro. Uh, so we'll save that one for the next next episode, I think. We'll, I, we'll do some homework and come up I with it. I think we also ones. had decided that we were going to pick a card for it, too. I think sometimes... Like a signature card. Because sometimes... Because I pitched, like, well, if you just say build Kranko with Pact of the Titan, you're like, well, you just painted yourself in a corner. Like, that's just not going to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, within reason, maybe. Uh, but uh, Or, like, if you can. Um, the other pitch I had was pick a card and that's terrible, like... That, yeah, and, and say you have to figure out a deck that this would be good in. Um, so I think sort of separating it, but maybe sometimes we'll merge it. But my worry is we'll just get into like impossible situations where it just it just don't work. Ah, that would still we'll, be funny. We'll play around. Yeah, I mean the goal <laughs> is to make life difficult for us and try to get creative here. So uh, we're not going to just give easy builds. So if you guys uh, have any, you know, ideas sure. or anything like all, that all three listeners we have all, currently all perfect. the zero listeners <laughs> at the moment uh but if, if anyone, i was thinking big <laughs> you were you were aiming too high buddy if you have any ideas feel free to shoot us a uh uh we're gonna start a facebook page most likely in the next few days uh if you uh feel like emailing us that uh, you can shoot an email to whatever uh, we set it up to be be at the moment you can just shoot it to uh bbabs81 so b b a b s eighty one at gmail.com. I see that it stands for Babs Bunny. It does. It actually stands for my name, but that's fine. Uh, unlike some people, I'm not scared to take this on my shoulders, Evan, and run with like it. Give out your personal information. <laughs> sure. Yep. But uh, feel free to send that to us if you have any ideas for anything or any ideas for generals or or things that you want to hear us talk about. Um, this is the inaugural episode, so we might not get to what you have to say, that listener out there that's listening, but 
definitely shoot us your ideas. Yeah, I'm sure we'll come up with stuff. We're just sort of going to have a couple ideas, things we're going to talk about as games we played, or or we're just going to come up with topics. So if you come up with something that's a topic we can talk about, we'll probably add it to the 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 show notes, as they officially say in the podcast world. Whoa! We'll shoot it off to our producer. Sure, yeah, uh, yeah. And see if... Whoever that is. Evan or me, whoever (laughs) produces it that day, uh, decides to do it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, we will talk to you uh, at a later date. Whenever we do another one. Yeah, okay. See you later. A couple weeks, probably. Yeah, whenever. <laughs> yeah, next week. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm.